You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Welcome to another episode of Life Repurposed. This week, I'm honored to have a guest with me. His name is Eric Nevins. He is the host of the Halfway There podcast and the founder of the Christian Podcasters Association. Eric loves helping people discover their gifts and how to use them. He lives in Denver, Colorado with his wife of 23 years, their four kids, and a wonder dog. Eric and I talked about career transitions and how God can take us from a process of where we aren't sure what the next step is going to be. We might be stuck in a job that's just not a happy one for us, or we're not sure what our purpose in life is. Eric talked about how God has taken him in a completely different direction from where he started out when he went to college, and yet how God has merged it all together to show that none of it was a mistake. You'll find all of the links we talk about in this episode at michellerayburn.com slash 81, including some show notes, link to Eric's show, and everything we talk about. So check out michellerayburn.com slash 81. Here's my interview with Eric. Welcome to the show, Eric Nevins. I'm happy to have you as a guest today. Hey, Michelle, I'm glad to be here. I love your show. Thank you. So I wanted to start off with the question. I realized that sometimes I just dive into heavy issues and I thought maybe today I would start off with asking you something. Don't worry, not a terribly deep question, but I think you're going to find this one kind of hilarious. I want you to imagine that you opened your calendar for tomorrow and you discovered a blank day. There's nothing there. Now, I know Eric is planning a conference right now, so he would never discover a blank day in his calendar. But if you did discover one, what would you do with it? Oh, man. You know what I love to do is I love to have reading days. So I discovered this when I was in seminary that I could burn through a book in a single day, you know, yeah. just like read a book beginning to end. Oh, and so, and some, every once in a while, I'll be able to like take my birthday off and just do that and choose a book and read it uh, cover to cover. And that's just all I do that day, man. If I, in fact, actually, now that you mention it, I'm going to schedule a day like that for myself right after the summit. That would be idea. so just, smart. Sortive, right. It just helps me, you know, okay. I don't have to do anything else. I'm just digging in on this and then I can think and get through all that kind of processing. It's, it's really is. That's one of my favorite things to do someday. My goal is to have a, a day like that every week. Oh, that would be amazing. That's actually one of my most ideal ways to spend a day too. So if somebody says to me, what do you want to do for your birthday? And they want to take me a bunch of places. I'm like, just leave me alone and let me be at home. Hand me maybe some iced coffee and a bag of M&Ms and I'm good to go with reading a book. Mm -hmm. I know. I like to go to a cool place. So um, one year I took A.W. Tozer's um, The Pursuit of God oh, yeah. and went down to uh, Sacred Heart Jesuit Retreat Center, which is a Jesuit retreat center. Um, I'm not Catholic, but that, is the, but this is the most peaceful place on the planet. I just love it. It's like literally when I go there, sometimes deer will just come out at night, you know, kind of dusk and, and they don't mind. They see you walk along and they just look at you. I've been within feet of deer. It's kind of there. So it's pretty cool. It's just a peaceful place and just go someplace like that where you can just be and not have to worry about things. Yeah, well, I hope you do that after you finish planning this conference because that would be a great day to spend away, <laughs> recharge. Right. I, 
That's a good idea. So I'm glad you asked the question because I hadn't thought about like, what am I going to do next? And if I don't plan something, it, it could be kind of chaotic and I'll just jump right into the next thing. So yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that about yourself. I know that you've had some challenges in life. We met at a podcast conference and you were just transitioning into something brand new. You were starting a Christian Podcasters Association. But one of the things that stood out for me was how you talked about a job that you had been in that was just really hard to go to that job. I'd like you to share with my listeners how that developed for you and what you learned in it. Yeah, that's such a great question. I So the, the backstory to that is that I wanted to be a pastor. And so I went to college, I got a degree in biblical studies, and then I went to seminary, which is sort of like the same thing, basically, but uh, some other kinds of things, and got a Master of Divinity. And when I graduated at the end in 2009, um, which was kind of a bad time, I don't know if you remember the whole like uh, the Great Recession right. was kind of right then when I graduated. And so a lot of the jobs that I could have gotten probably didn't exist because churches were really concerned and pulling back. Those kind of associate level, entry level positions weren't there or smarter people got them. Now, I found out later that um, a number of my classmates who, quite frankly, were I thought were like the, they they had it all together. Like they were great, you know, candidates also had trouble finding mm-hmm. jobs after that. So it wasn't just me, but for a long time, I believed it was like I was really personal as far as I was concerned. Um, but it was just a hard time to graduate is what I'm trying to say. So I ended up, I all throughout school, I worked at a bank and working in the financial industry. Um, I, I didn't love it. wasn't my thing, but I spent 10 years in a call center and I picked up a few skills. Now, yeah, it's everything you imagine, right? right. It's, it's getting, <laughs> getting yelled at all day, unhappy people trying to make them happy. Um, and I could tell you all kinds of, of stories. I one time helped a guy like this is just blows my mind, right? Saturday afternoon, he was at the mall, called up and said, Hey, I'm, I want to buy a $340,000 ring for my wife. And I had to help him figure out how to do that. Well, I'm making like 20 bucks an hour, right? Like, not, <laughs> I'm like really? Okay, fine. So I had to help him figure out how to make a huge purchase. Um, but that's, so, but I, I did learn some things. I learned how to listen. And so um, what I didn't know is that learning how to ask a question and be quiet is a really great skill that most people don't have. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uh, and learning how to kind of think. And so one thing I learned uh, just being on the phone was to um, like, even also like type while I'm at listening to a question. Right. So I, when I do podcasting, I interview people, but I'm also making my show notes while we go. I'm keeping track of those stories. And I can do that because that's just something I practiced. I cannot do that. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> type. I can't talk and type or write at the same time. So that's definitely a skill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, I never I never thought about that as being one of those things that would eventually come in really handy for, for podcasting. But yeah. that whole season was so difficult because I was in this, this job that I didn't want to be in. I don't have any love for the financial world. I didn't really network or set myself up well because I didn't expect to stay there as long as I was. I was in that job, in that company for 13 years, had multiple jobs. Um, a long time when I was in the in the call center, I would read blogs. And so when blogs were popular, I was like, hey, I want to start a blog. And I started a blog about Christians and politics. 
faith in politics. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was, it was definitely created a few fireworks, but not really, didn't really say anything that was original or new or worth really, I think, reading. But I fell in love with online business and kind of that whole world. And so when I changed jobs to a job where I actually had to work and not just wait for somebody to call, I discovered podcasting. And that was where I started listening to people like Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas and uh, Cliff Ravenscraft and some of those guys um, and discovered that it was, this was something I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, you said something there that, made me pause and think about it. You said you believed it was you, you, the reason for not getting a job. I want to think about that a little bit because sometimes I think about limiting beliefs and things that we live under. Tell me how you made the transformation of getting to a different mindset. Oh yeah. Wow. That's, that is so good. You know, it was, it took a long time. It took a Mm -hmm. really long time to kind of figure that out. Um, I've always had this belief that I, needed to do something and that probably that depended on me although i believe that that's a partnership with god right mm-hmm. he he gives us the gifts and abilities he does the work but we also have to participate um and so you know i think i think part of it was some of the podcasts i was listening to some of the people that were were telling me hey you can do this mm-hmm. you can you can do this thing and when i started uh my podcast that was really a process where I had to confront many of my own fears. You know, I mean, you know what it's like to put something out there. Um, It's scary. And people, I don't think most people know, unless you're a creator, you don't know how scary it is to put your work out there and let people criticize it, let people consume it and see what they say. So I remember, um, you know, it, I, so 2014 is kind of when all that was happening. I discovered podcasting. That Christmas, I used my Christmas money to buy a digital recorder, which I still have and use every every week when I do my episodes. Um, and 2015, in the spring, I did multiple interviews. I was looking out. So I was kind of, this was me in action trying to find who do I want to interview. I kind of had the idea. And I interviewed a bunch of, a bunch of people, 13 interviews over the course of that spring, um, which was really great some really serendipitous or we might say providential mm-hmm. connections. Like one of my first interviews uh, with, was with a guy named Ian Bradbeer. And I get, I'm, I'm going to tell you the story. I, I don't usually share this, but I think it's a, it just remembering it reminds me that God was in this thing the whole time. So I had a buddy who was looking for a new house and he um, was like, okay. So we went to this place and he was looking at this house to rent. And the people who lived there hadn't moved out yet. And they were there. Turns out they were connected to my seminary where I had just graduated from a few years before. Um, and so, and he worked also worked at a bank. He gave me his card. I was in touch with him trying to get set up an interview. And he said, why don't you come over and see me at a bank at this, or at this Starbucks? Uh, we're having some people in. I want you to, want you to meet him. Okay. So I go there. Ian Bradbeer uh, is there and he's kind of a, a teacher, um, a little charismatic, more charismatic than I was certainly at the time. And so that was interesting. First thing he says to me is I'm wearing this bright yellow shirt. And he goes, I see light in you. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like it was very sort of interesting spiritual moment. Um, he, and then also there at the same time was another guy that I ended up interviewing um, named Todd Johnson. 
who's a pastor in the area. But so like, if I hadn't gone on that one, you know, connection, that one thing, one thing led to another. And that was when I first started to go, Oh, this is how that works. I'm just going to be open to the possibilities. Uh, but anyway, so that, but that whole process, so I did all these interviews and then I sat on it for over a year, <laughs> right? Like I just, I was kind of wrestling with how do I do a website and how do I even do the rest of the podcasting stuff? editing. I had to learn how to edit and what do I want the format of the show to be? Uh, you know, music, where do I get that? And all those things, hosting and that, all that stuff. And then I met, um, had a sabbatical that right, right at that time. And I met a guy who I'd gone to school with, who was coaching, uh, named Tim Morris. And I ended up signing up with coaching for him and he helped me kind of with him and he helped me kind of get through all that fear, but I'll never forget that fear I remember telling, I was an elder at my church at the time. I remember telling the elders that how scared I was mm -hmm. to actually launch that. And, and just like, I wanted to get in the right people's hands, but I'm terrified nobody's going to listen to it. Yeah. I, I love stories where we see God in the midst of it, where step by step, he's offered something we didn't expect. He puts us in a place we didn't expect. Was there a time in there when you questioned God or wondered if he would come through for you? Oh, the whole time. Right? Like, I, mean, I mean, yeah, that was, I was worried, you know, cause I, cause I think I had felt, you know, I did all this work, right. I went to school. I thought that's where you were leading me, God. And then nothing happened. Right. Didn't matter how many resumes I sent out or where I sent them. It just didn't, nothing worked. And I, I look at that now and I go, that was probably God's provision. I discovered in my journal last year that around uh, 2002, uh, I had journal, I would, was journaling uh, some of my thoughts in my quiet time. And I wrote that I thought God probably had an unconventional ministry for me. Hmm. And then I spent the next 15 years trying to have what I thought was a conventional church style ministry, right? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Maybe if I had to listen to what I thought God was telling me in 2002, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have had that in 10 years. I don't know. But he was leading me there, there that whole time. And it was hard. It was hard to, to trust that. But like you said, it wasn't wasted because you learned something working right. in the call center that you're using now. I don't know if I've told you before, but I went to school to be a registered nurse and I spent four years in college and graduated with a degree that I'm not using now. But I don't think it was wasted. There was some something in there that God taught me. I thought that was where I was supposed to go. Yeah, right. And you'd kind of do that. And sometimes that's how it is. And um, what I'm what I'm learned, though, is that you have to try new things and you pick up little skills over and over. So like I had that political blog. I'm so glad I'm not doing that right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had, I tried to start a thing for pastors. I wasn't a pastor. I thought maybe I could pull it off. I didn't. Um, I tried to start um, something else. There were, I were, there were a couple other things in there that I tried to do and oh, coaching my own coaching business. Um, which, you know, guy who's, I don't know why I thought I could do that. Uh, but that, but so I got some training, you know, and, um, and so there were a lot of things that, that I did. And I spent a lot of time putting in work, setting up websites and doing all the stuff and setting up systems that I use now every day, right. That I, that I value. And it was just doing it. And so there's a quote by Biz Stone, who uh, is one of the founders of Twitter Timing, perseverance, and 10 years of trying will eventually make you look like an overnight success. That's 
and and that means a lot to me. I, I used to have that in my little uh my little uh instant message quotes that you could do mm-hmm. <laughs> at yeah. work because I just just to remind myself, hey, that's I'm just gonna keep going. And so it's true. Like I you know, I don't know how successful I am yet, but I'm I'm pushing that direction, you know. Yeah, let's talk about some of the solutions that you found. When you were going through this, what was the most helpful to you when you were seeking a new direction, wondering where you were supposed to go, asking God what's next? Hmm. I think a commi- a belief that I have to do something different, you know, was really important. I used to go to the bank every day and like by the end I was bouncing people's checks. Let me just tell you, that leaves a little scar on your soul. When you have to <laughs> ruin somebody's day. I used to tell people that my job was to ruin people's day for a living. Oh, that's rough. It's hard. It's so bad. But, you know, so just having a belief that there was something else that I needed to do, even though that made it harder, it also drove me to to go forward. I also think, you know, just trying, again, trying new things, keeping after it, do you know, pursuing it, doing it scared, right? You know, you hear people say that, but it is so true. I, you know, when I was terrified, and I just started sending emails, you know, so I've, you know, trying to get people to to come on my show. And it turns out, you know, I found out that things like authors, you know, they, their publishers, publishers will send you books. And so that was pretty cool. Um, learned that and have met some really great people as a result. But just doing one thing after another, getting good at the one thing. So now I'm pretty good at asking people to be on my show. But that was terrifying to me in the first year, you know. That's good because I think a lot of people have a dream and they see the the big picture and think they have to do it all at once. And seeing it in little steps like that, I think, is a really helpful perspective. Oh, yeah. That that whole idea of doing the next right thing, mm-hmm. just do the one thing. And it's going to become is easier for you, right? So you you may not, it may be terrifying to do this thing now, but later that'll be just a thing that you do and you'll use that skill. So like even... For instance, in uh, in our membership, now I ask people to come in and speak. But I, so I'm using that skill, right, that I developed for my podcast here. And so I, I, you just never know where it's going to take you. Right. A lot of my listeners are women. Some are stay-at-home moms. Some are career women. One of the things that I think is helpful to know is what can we say as a friend to somebody who's going through a time like you went to? That might be our spouse who's thinking about a career change. It could be our best friend. What can we say that's helpful to encourage somebody? Yeah, that's so great. I think the most important thing is to believe in them, Mm -hmm. right? To know and trust that even though they're unhappy now or they're not in a go in the direction that they'd like to go to tell them that you believe that they're going to find it because that's the hard part to believe, right? It's so hard to believe that someday, you know, it's easy to see your reality right now as every, the only thing that's ever going to be right. But if you believe for them that they're going to find where they are and encourage them to keep going, that is so helpful. And I can't tell you how many late nights I would wake up. I, there were seasons where I had just crippling anxiety. And I like one day I even left work, I got an MRI, like the whole thing, like, cause I thought I was going to have a heart attack and die. I wasn't, I was having anxiety. And the one thing that really helped in those moments was when my wife would remember to and just tell me, Eric, I believe in you. I know that you're going to find it. God is working and just keep going. So that's what I would say. 
That's amazing. I remember 15 years ago when my husband was thinking about a career change and raising support was part of it to be a missionary. And he's still in that job at a Bible camp. But I remember myself not being certain about it, but I had to encourage him. So I just kept saying, I believe in you. I know God is leading you in this direction. Even though there were times myself, I wondered what in the world is God doing? But I do think that was a real bonding time in our relationship for us to mutually encourage each other. Like we can do this. Right. And to do it together, right? Just to go, okay, we're, we're in this together. We've committed to this life together and, um, and to go through it. You know, that's, I don't know. I, Life would be boring otherwise. Yeah. Right? If we didn't take some risks, if we didn't, yeah. if we didn't venture out. So it's financially scary to go through something like that because anytime, well, now a lot of families are two income families. So any person pursuing a dream in the family means some sort of financial change. So I love hearing your story and just knowing that along this journey, there are ups and downs and, and trust sounds like it's a big, a big factor trusting in God. Absolutely. Yeah. Trusting God and then knowing that he's leading you somewhere. Um, you don't always know. You don't always know where that is. And sometimes it looks very different than you thought. Yeah. I think there's probably a listener out there who feels stuck and is wondering if God has a purpose for their life. They see somebody like you and they say, well, God came through for Eric, but he's not coming through for me. What can we say to encourage somebody who's wondering about their own purpose? Well, I put it the exact opposite. If God came through for Eric, he will come through for me. I think that is the, that's the whole thing. So, this, okay, I'm going to go on a rant, Michelle, just for a second. But go for it. I believe that this is why Christian community is so important, right? This is what scripture is for. It's, it's it, okay, there probably are some things about morality and rule books and whatever, maybe. But I believe it's more about telling us how the people of God interact with him, right? So look at, look at the stories. Go, go read through the Old Testament. I've, like, for instance, uh, we had a sermon about Gideon not too long ago. And I grew up being told that Gideon was not faithful because he put out his fleece, right? He was mm-hmm. testing God or he was doing something. I actually don't think that's the truth. I think he actually, he knew he was going to take men into battle and he wanted to be sure this was God leading him. And I think that was super smart on his part. He was, he was being sure that he was hearing God correctly. And so like that then tells me, reminds me to go, you know what? Uh, when I want to go in a direction, I'm going to make sure I have good counselors. I'm going to make sure that I'm spending some good time in prayer and that I'm asking the questions and, and listening to him and reading scripture, all those kinds of things. But that's what the community of God is for. So you need to have those people in your life. Uh, and community is hard right now, right? Because we're yeah. all like, you know, we're, we're, I get that. But do you have one or two people? And I did. I was fortunate. I have, I have a friend um, who's a counselor and could kind of help me with some of those psychological things. And my cousin is one of my great friends who I talk to at least once a week. And we kind of encourage each other in our, in our pursuits. This has been fantastic. I feel like Preacher Eric is coming out just a little bit. I I love it. Maybe a little. (laughs) Let's talk about resources. You're going to be able to find a link to everything we're talking about here. I'll be linking to Eric's show at michellerayburn.com slash 81. But Eric, tell us about your show Halfway There. Yeah. So Halfway There is a podcast all about the spiritual journey. So 
I originally started it, I was concerned about there's there's a certain season in the spiritual journey. You can call it a lot of things, spiritual desert, dark night of the soul. It gets messy. And people started to ask a lot of questions. And it bothered me that it's my experience was most people get to that stage and they just sort of don't fit in their church anymore. And so they don't have a lot of resources. And I wanted to say, hey, this is actually a thing that is normal and you can you can get through it. So we interview people, we go through, we do the traditional sort of testimony, how you found Christ, but then all the other things, right? So we we talk about what happens after that, how you grow, you know, the significant events and moments. And from that, I've been convinced absolutely that the Lord still speaks and sometimes works miracles, that he leads sometimes in subtle, subtle ways and, and is providential. Uh, sometimes you don't even know your impact. One one friend told me a story about how his he was came to Christ through a, a video that was shown in his dorm in, in college. His RA never knew that he came to Christ as a result of that, right? So you just don't you don't know, right? And that God can use anything. I mean, one you know one one story that I sometimes people ask me what my favorite episode is. They're all great, I think. But one of my favorite ones is is a guy named John Swinger who uh, was a bank robber. He was, when he got caught wow. uh, at like 19, he'd robbed more banks than like Dillinger and, and some of those people uh, did some time. And he got, he came to Christ reading the Bible and doing an eight ball of cocaine, which I guess is a measurement for cocaine and like God saved him. And so the, the next morning um, he, yeah, God confirmed it. So you have to listen to it, but it's like, I can do anything. And so I think sharing those stories is is the whole point to encourage us to stay faithful. Yeah, I'll make sure that I link in the show notes to the episode that I was on too, but where can people find yeah. your show on the web? Best place to find it, you can just go to halfwaytherepodcast.com and that'll take you right to the archives. You can see all of the episodes and click on the show notes and, and listen right there. Or you can get it anywhere you get podcasts where you're listening to this podcast right now. I love the variety that you have on your show, the guests that you've had, and I, I love the stories that you had. It's something that I can listen to while I'm washing dishes or something like that and be inspired by other people's stories. And it really ties into what you've been talking about today, how when you tell your story, it inspires somebody else to see God's faithfulness and believe that they can see it in their own lives. That's right. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for saying that about the variety too. I like uh I try to have different kinds of experiences because I think somewhere it's gonna connect with somebody. Other you know, you're not you're never alone in most things that we experience. Somebody else has gone through it. Yeah. So as a result of having a podcast, you decided to start a group for podcasters, and I'm part of that group, the Christian Podcasters Association. I just wanted to briefly have you share a word of what that is, because I think podcasters listen to podcasts, so there are some out there who might be looking for connection. Yeah. So we started Christian Podcasters Association a year after I started the podcast because there really weren't any groups on Facebook for Christian podcasters that really wanted engagement and I wanted something different. So uh, we, I just was like, I'm going to start my own then. And so we did that and we really are trying to connect with other Christian podcasters, uh, whether it's for guesting or information, answering questions, we do that or just encouragement. Sometimes you need that as well. And uh, so you can find on Facebook if you just look for Christian podcasters association or we have a website, Christian podcasters association.com as well. 
Yeah, what I love about the group and being part of the masterminds, so we meet on Zoom and we talk a little bit, is that it isn't just about the industry, but there's also a faith-based part of it, being a Christian podcasters association. So even last night we were on a call, somebody had a family emergency come up, signed off the call, and everybody paused to pray. And I just find that to be really unusual. That doesn't happen in the business world. So I love that part of the group as well. Yeah, that was so cool, right? Like, I I love, I'm glad that everything was okay, right? Yeah, we we found out later everything was okay. In the group, but it was concerning. It was like, okay, let's, yeah, what do you do in that situation? We pray. Yeah, so I love that. Well, Eric, as we wrap up, what would you want to leave with listeners today? Just thinking about the things we've talked about. Yeah, I would say wherever you are, it's okay to be there. So it's it's okay. Just be where you are and ask God where he wants to take you. You know, definitely never stop pursuing new things if you're not happy with where you are, but trust that God is going to lead you to find yourself. Sometimes that takes suffering. Sometimes that takes hardship, but he will show you who you are in Christ. And that is really what I think unleashes uh, the power of being a disciple of Christ. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. It was great to have you as a guest. Thanks, Michelle. It was great to be here. You do a great job. Thank you. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed my chat with Eric. It's always great for us to hear the story of someone else, to hear how God worked in their life, to hear how sometimes it took a long time. I think it inspires all of us to hang on, to keep pursuing, to keep looking for what God is doing in our life. I'd like to continue the conversation about goals and dreams and pursuing the purpose that God has for us. So I invite you to join our Facebook community called Life Repurposed. If you're wondering, how do I find all these things? How do I get the links, all these things that you've talked about in this episode? Just go to michellerayburn.com slash 81 and you will find a link in the show notes there to the community, to everything we talked about with Eric, to the podcast episodes I talked about. I want to continue to connect with you and to continue to provide great resources for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will see you next time. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.